This episode of Nerd Parents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Sign up for your free account at choremonster.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 23, and this is a podcast where we come together every week in a positive space with a group of friends and parents to discuss parenting in a nerdy world. Just a friendly reminder, every kid's different, so so are we, so please, please, please do your research. Uh, We try to give you as many options as possible um, as as you work through (laughs) any any wonderful issues that you might be uh, uh, coming up against with your little kid. My name's Nicole Spagnolo. Uh, I myself have a little toddler named Mateo. He's two and a half and lots and lots of fun. And we have our regular set of co-hosts. Carrie's not with us this week, but Eric is. Hey, Eric. Hello. How are you? Uh, you know, I've had better days. <laughs> Got a late start <laughs> on the show and uh, frantically trying to put something together. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so not prepared. <laughs> oh, you're, this is just a reminder for the good days of how, how, how uh, good it is when you're having a good day. Well, you know what that means. When I'm not prepared, you have to carry the show. All right. I'll do my best. <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners, just in case they're not familiar with your family? And Yeah. Uh, so I'm Eric. I do a podcast named uh, Mr. Mom Daily. And I have a seven-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son. Yay, Thaddeus. Yay. And uh, we, Colette and Thaddeus. Uh, Colette and Thaddeus. And then we also bring on guests from time to time when I'm not so frazzled. And unfortunately, thankfully, I, I know both of uh, the parents that are coming onto the show. So I, I feel really bad that we started late. But Todd and Rebecca are joining us from Alpha, Alpha Geek Radio. Todd, Rebecca, thank you so much for hanging out. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Good to be here. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about um, your parenting background? <laughs> well, we have a, a similar spread to Eric. Uh, we have a son who is 11 and a daughter who is four. So pretty much the same spread as you, um, which you're in for some interesting times is all I have to say. <laughs> so our, our, well, you're our getting son, ready. Nathaniel, and daughter, Alexa. You're getting ready to go into teenage years, so you have some interesting times ahead of you. Yeah, that, there's a certain amount of dread associated with that, because I remember me as a teenager. I know, right? Yeah, I have, I've been having similar thoughts, like, oh, please don't be like me. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Worse. Girls, oh, boy. <laughs> girls are, yeah. actually, I've found more adventurous than boys in many respects. <laughs> so do you, oh, do you find yourself but, looking at your kids going, oh, yeah, Definitely more like my husband or more like my wife or no, no, I don't actually my 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 children are a a really interesting mix of the two of us, and so we'll find you know, oh gosh, this one really likes this food, and that's definitely you know a similar trait or a similar taste kind of development as as dad, let's say, but then in other ways she's she or he is totally different, and so i I've found that they're they're an interesting blend of us, mm-hmm. um, but they're not a chip off the old block. <laughs> yeah, can't really point to anything and say, oh, you know, this, I'm raising a little clone of myself. Not at all. <laughs> they're definitely t- totally individual. And really, nothing in the upbringing of Nathaniel has prepared us for raising Alexa. Oh, interesting. Um, most of the skills we obtained are completely useless. <laughs> I, I would say that what we did gain in the intervening years was a large dose of patience. Yes. Mm. That we did not have with with Nathaniel, 
Um, and so our our ability to a- approach challenges in a, a calmer way and in a less immediately frustrated mm-hmm. way um, has has grown quite a bit. You know that that oh well, that's that piece of furniture gone. Right. right. <laughs> More more of a responsive, well, I guess that piece of furniture is just ruined then, as opposed to, ah, that piece of furniture is ruined. I think we had a similar thing when, when our uh, when Thaddeus came along seven years later, or six years. He, you know, there were far fewer things for us to freak out about, about being new parents. It's like, oh, I got poop on my shirt. Oh, well, okay, I'll live. Or stuff like that, you know. Right. it's First-time parent stuff was far, far subdued. Yeah, I kind of feel like I overreact. Like, I, I feel like I'm... Wow. And I'm a pretty easygoing person. But I, Mark, you know, I say this lovingly, he's wound pretty tight. And, Mm. and I'm almost the exact opposite on the other end where I am too like, Cat, you know, it's just like whatever. It's all good. It's all good. And I know it drives him nuts sometimes because I'm just like, whatever, it'll work out. And I feel like he has brought me more towards the middle, which is probably a good thing, but I'm not used to being like that. And it's and it, I think for him, I bring him down a little bit, but I still feel like I'm too worked up about everything all the time. I don't all, know. All first-time parents, you're, you're describing most first-time parents yeah. because every crisis you are facing, you are facing for the very first time. You have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Therefore, it is going to be the worst outcome imaginable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> so your, your brain goes down those squirrely paths that well, you that don't uh, don't make it easy. I would also say that that the internet's hell. <laughs> Todd and I we went into this both as as youngest children. Yeah, we oh. didn't have any experience with younger siblings. I didn't babysit. Mm. I didn't have oh. younger siblings. I didn't know what children were all about and um you're like oh wait we're supposed to play with them (laughs) so well it wasn't even the play with them part it wasn't those pieces it was it was the um you know i learned you learn a couple lessons with with infants right they they basically need five things and if you don't know what to do with an infant go down the list of the five things (laughs) and and, are they cold thirsty hungry dirty Right, exactly. You start you start working your way down the list, and you'll get to one, and that'll help them. And if you get to the end, and they don't, you know, and they haven't calmed down at the end of the five, then they probably just need some love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pick them up, give them some cuddles, and dig in for the let your ears bleed session because they're just going to cry until they're done. We we use two <laughs> two two resources when Mateo was a newborn. The five S's. Have you heard of the five S's? The happiest, ba- the happiest baby on the block is. Uh-huh. So I sent this. We used it, and it was. You do five different things to help yep. the child calm down. Kind of what we're talking about: yep. swaddling, sucking, not shaking, but that's the S. <laughs> but it, the yeah. way that you kind of bounce them. Right. right. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a great. It's there's a DVD and there's a book. I I. I'm more of the a yeah. visual learner, so I got the DVD. And I sent it to my girlfriend who just had a baby. And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for sending me that video. It helped me out because she's a first-time parent, too. And it just helped her tremendously. She was like, it was the best gift I got. And um, and then there's another one about – it's like baby language. And oh, what – and it's like oh, when, I remember you, you talking remember? about this. Yeah, and it was like when you hear the baby with the nas. It, it was a mm-hmm. woman that was um, she had like a photographic memory, and so she could like link sounds together. And she found the baby language of like when a baby is going na na na, it's it's hungry. 
So there's like different sounds that babies make at that age that you can try to decipher what they're trying to tell. And and it worked sometimes. But. It's the Holy Grail. Yeah. The Rosetta Stone of infancy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I was we never did. able to d- decrypt my my <laughs> the, the baby words that came out of my kids' mouths. But I think after a while, you do get to know a sense of what they're feeling just by what the way they sound, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Dunstan well, baby language. That's what it's called. Yeah, so we didn't do. I I didn't do the the swaddling or the um you know the the I I did do the mommy dance with both of them, which is the swaying, mm, yeah, the shaking and swaying and shaking. You know what I mean? The, <laughs> yes. Not know, shaking baby not syndrome. Not shaking baby syndrome. The the bouncing of them. Do not you know, call to get them CPS. Helping helping <laughs> right. them calm down. But the um, really, I mean, they need babies need to be warm and dry. They need to be. Um, fed, you know, so are they hungry? Are they thirsty? Do they need, do they need sleep and they just can't get to sleep because they can't get comfortable? Mm -hmm. You know, so you start working your way down the list and that's something that a new parent doesn't know. So I can remember coming home from the hospital with Nathaniel and, um, Todd went back to work and I was staying at home. I was on maternity leave from, from my job. And the, the second day that, that Todd had gone back to work, Nathaniel cried for seven hours. And oh. I had no idea what to do, oh. no idea whatsoever so, so what helpless, to do. It's so helpless, right? You feel you just, just uh. what do you do? And I, I, he he came home that night, and I was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. This isn't what I signed up for. I can't do this. <laughs> and he's like, seven hours, man, Take seven the baby. hours. I need a walk. <laughs> oh, no. And so it was, it was literally, it was, yes, I'm leaving the house for a little while. Yon, yon. <laughs> And it was one of the pieces of advice we got early on, or just a, a warning slash you should expect this, which is mm. babies cry mm-hmm. every, every day, day for the first two years of their lives. And just expect that. Mm-hmm. And then they whine. And then the, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. in the whining phase with Alexa yeah. right now. Or, or the, the, she has a particular tone of voice which just crawls up our spine mm-hmm. and hammers on our lower brain and... This, this subtle, the, the the subtlety. She's she's really learning the social skills, yes. and it's very interesting to watch her mastering these 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 playing with get these early social want. skills to I try and figure out her way through these, you know, through the the rule setup that you've established right. and the, the expectations. So one of the things that we did not mention, and that's um, it's not unique, of course, but it's different from some parents, is that that our son Nathaniel is autistic. So. Um, He's high functioning. I was going to say, is, uh, w- there's different types of autism. Yep. There's huge he's, numbers of yeah, different types. It's, yeah, it's a huge spectrum. He's high functioning. Um, he he wasn't speaking at three and a half. Hmm. Um, and or had a very small vocabulary. He had a very, very small vocabulary, and he, he couldn't put sentences together, and he was— and. Um, of course, we didn't know what what normal was, so we did end sure. up. We took him in, and you know, six months of tests later, we, oh, wow. <laughs> we could, I wonder what that you process know, we get is an like. Because I said, I always wonder what that process was like. Because you you always hear stories like, oh, we we went and had him tested. I'm like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Well, well, it began with the school system. We oh, just right. took him in for a preschool evaluation, and that was the first indication we had that he was not typically developing. Because mm. um, we again, we had no child-rearing experience, we didn't know what a typically developing child looked like. Mm-hmm. So we were, weren't even really vaguely aware that, that, that anything something, was up. Yeah, that something, a challenge would be in front of us. Right. So that first testing with the school district is the first indication you should probably 
go get some more testing. So in uh, the Phoenix area, we have a very good um, yeah, we special needs center called the Melmed Center that we took him to. And it was three or four different visits. Right. So the, the, the first visit, um, they actually misdiagnosed him. Yes. Mm. And I, I thought about it. I went home and I thought about it for a couple of days and I said, no. I, I just can't actually see that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was being, op- oppositional defiance yeah, disorder. Oppositional defiance disorder was what um, it was. It seemed and we said, awfully specific yeah. for a one visit diagnosis right. to and, us. And it, and it seemed. Um, didn't cover all the things we were seeing. Gotcha. It didn't cover the things we were seeing. It didn't match his behaviors at home. It didn't. There was We had a lot of kind of, you know, anecdotal data that did, wouldn't support right. it. So we scheduled again, and we waited, and we scheduled with the the head of the center, Doctor Melmed. Doctor Melmed, his thirty years of experience, and and you know, ten thousand children he's treated, and blah blah blah, all listed all right. You know, mm-hmm. he founded Sark. He did a whole bunch of things. So essentially, we got in with him, and the first thing that that he did, which was very different from all of the other doctors, was he got down um, at Nathaniel's eye level. And he played with him hmm. for 20 minutes. Interesting. He just sat down and he started to play with him. And he would occasionally do things where he would he would grab his wrist and he would hold his wrist for 30 seconds. See how he reacted. Or, and just he's gauging reactions. And right. you could see him kind of going through. And, and, and he stood up and he said, well, it's definitely not ODD. Um, it looks like it might be autism. We should test. We should do a full spectrum of tests to see what's actually going on. You know, is there, and it's everything from let's test his hearing. Does he have a problem with his right. hearing that's preventing him from processing language? Does he have a problem with his his um, eyesight. eyesight or his speech? It's, I mean, literally, it's all kinds of, of tests including, as well as a full psych eval type with a psychologist. Including blood tests, testing for, for very specific uh, genetic traits. Right. Um, it's, it's really you know, at once interesting and terrifying as a parent say, oh, you're testing his DNA. That's not alarming at all. Yeah. Um, but also that's also relieving when it comes back. No, he doesn't actually have this. Um, so when all the dust settles, you know, his particular slice of the autism spectrum is very narrow and has to do with his ability to process language, not mechanically, figuring out words and reading and actually the mechanics of of reading and Mm -hmm. speaking, piece of cake. Understanding what he's just read Mm. is where it manifests itself. So you show him a very simple paragraph. Or what he's just heard. Or what he's just heard. Yeah. So you have him read a paragraph of, you know, the, the girl went to the park with her dog. The girl fell down and skinned her knee. She went to her mother for a Band-Aid. And he can read that. He'll read that out loud to you perfectly. And even if there's new words, he'll sound them out. Mm-hmm. And then you'll ask him a question, who went to the park? And he won't be able to answer that question because it didn't Register, form a story right? Right. in his mind. It was just words. So is he more of a visual learner? Very much so. And math is, is trivially easy for him. Right, until you get to the word problems. Until you get to the word problems, the word problems. exactly. But I will say that that it was... You know, the entire experience of having him diagnosed, it is a narrow slice, and he's um, – so he's delayed, um, you know, comparatively speaking to, to his, his peers, peers yeah. mm-hmm. um, both developmentally and emotionally. And so it's it's a um, – it's an interesting kind of journey mm-hmm. to go on as you figure out what do you need to do to, to help close that gap as best you could. Right. Um, for example – there are no special needs daycares. 
Yeah, they don't exist. They don't exist. Right. Oh, you know what? I just saw um, a dentist advertisement talking about special needs, but you're right. I don't think I've seen we, any we daycare. Looked, unless something's changed in the last five years or so, hmm. um, that was something that was a big challenge of, of getting. You know, the chain daycare mm-hmm. centers were profoundly uninterested in him because he was a lot of work yeah. and wasn't cookie cutter, you know, profit making mm-hmm. attendee. Are there so like, we want to. I'm sorry. Just go ahead. Uh, is there is there um, like an option to just hire someone directly? Like a. So we ended up. Um, here's the interesting part. If you are wealthy, <laughs> hiring hiring a nanny is absolutely mm-hmm. one of your best options if both of you need to work. So really your choices are when you have a special needs child, you can, one of you can quit your job and stay at home. And hopefully you have a partner or a husband that's, or a wife that's, that's able to, mm-hmm. to work that way. Um, and you're not single parenting. Um, you can run them through a chain of daycares where they'll stay there for three or four months. And then they're going to go start the process of removing the child from the daycare. How do they do um, that? How do I mean? I've, it's horrible for the child, oh, right? Because you, they have no stability. Yeah. They have no, right? You know. So, but we went through four daycares before we realized this wasn't going to work. So they Boy. do that one day. Do um, they just tell you, well, this isn't working? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they, they have a paperwork process. They start writing him up for infractions, mm. very much like uh, you know they would at school. Gotcha. But it becomes pretty obvious to you once you go through it one time when they're be- they have made the decision and they're beginning the documentation process, so gotcha. they can usher you to the door. Mm. Yeah. So that's this. That's, so that's, that's the challenge of the for-profit daycare right. centers. Yeah. They they want. Minimum effort for maximum cash flow because it's mm-hmm. it's a business. And that's the so that's the second option. And the third option is hire a nanny. So we we ended up going down that that third path for about two years mm. um, to get between, him into between his diagnosis and when he went to kindergarten. Um, and it took us four nannies to find the right the yes. right one. He went through one nanny in less than six hours. That was remarkable. Um, yeah. The German nanny. The German. She did not make it. <laughs> do not pass the Germans. Do this not. child has no discipline. Yeah. It was I really work from you. I don't know. I'm going to stop. I love doing it. I love I it. Doing. They allegedly knew that they were coming in for a special needs autism child. Yeah. And this woman was not prepared. Oh, interesting. <laughs> did, so did, what service did you use? I know there's a bunch out there. Oh, I was using care.com to find a nanny. You know, but this was actually before care.com oh, yeah. came into being. This it was we had actually called services in the valley and signed up. Right, local. um, locally and had to, you know, and it's it's kind of a matching service. And mm-hmm. I actually ended up finding through friends I found the right connection and this was a a nanny who had been taking care of three little boys and she came over to to work for us and and she said um she said he's he's the work of all three. Oh yeah. wow! He absolutely, is the work of three children. Oh, well, um, well but we were she still was, learning how to how to interact yeah, with him. Yeah, manage. And, and she was um, completely. She became completely engaged. She came to every um, diagnosis session with us. She came to every therapy session with us. She came to every, and she learned everything that we were learning, wow. so that she could help coach him, so that she could help. Yeah, she and made a huge. Difference. She made a huge Aww, difference in his life. That's awesome. And and it was, you know, her name was Carrie. She's just phenomenal, phenomenal lady. I will tell you this: what we're not wealthy. 
Yeah, that was a 401k loan. So we ended up taking out a 401k. We borrowed against our retirement um, in order to do it and paid it back over the course of the five years after. I mean, yeah, you're you're hiring someone Mm -hmm. as a full time job. Yeah, Yeah, she was she was 40 hours a week. We negotiated for the 40 hours. We had the the benefit of I already had my own LLC. So we had a business mm -hmm. to hire her into, which made that part of it simpler from a tax standpoint Mm -hmm. and paying her properly and all above board. Um, But it's 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 a major undertaking when you take on an employee as an individual and you have no you you have to learn how to basically be a business Mm -hmm. and have an employee. Well, I I will say that the care.com website is really good. Not only do they give you access to and they do background checks and things like that, but they they actually walk you through all of that. Like how yeah. to, how to handle taxes, and so when I was going through the nanny search process, I didn't feel overwhelmed by it because I had all this information in front of me on mm-hmm. what I needed to do. Um, my problem was I couldn't find anyone I liked. <laughs> right, because yeah. you're a and, mom. Yeah, and well, and again, well, not even that. It was just yeah. It was I, I worked from it home. Took a long time, and see, I work from home as well, and so. They were like, well, it's going to cause problems. You be at home. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just not, I don't know. This is not the right option. Yeah, at the time, I didn't work from home. At the time, Mm -hmm. I I was working um, at a university. And so I was going to work every day, and and Todd was going to work every day. So Mm -hmm. we didn't have that particular challenge. But, you know, and you've got all the restrictions of do you want to live in nanny? Do you not want to live in nanny? Do you want part time? Do you want full time? What does full time mean? What are vacation days? What are the, you know, what kind of what's the benefits package that you're putting together for your employee? They have holidays off kind of thing. Exactly. Learn to become an employer. Yeah, it's so weird, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was it was strange. But I will say that that even when she was. When. She was moving. She was getting married, and she was moving. And Nathaniel was starting kindergarten. The timing was, actually and the timing good there. was was actually yeah, really brilliant for that. And um, she set up the coolest thing to just help him understand that it was getting closer to time for her to say goodbye. She built a whole series of those paper rings into oh, a chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each day, she and Nathaniel would take a ring off the chain and he could see the chain getting shorter and he could see, and it allowed him a transition period to to realize that this person was leaving his life Mm -hmm. and be able to, to process that over a long period of time, as opposed to suddenly she's gone with just a few conversations. Right. And so these kind of visual cues, I think that was incredibly useful. What Carrie taught us that helped him a lot, especially at that phase in his life. He's much, much better now. At dealing with change. Mm-hmm. At that age, change was a terrible challenge for him. Mm. Um, if, especially if you had to spring something on him where you had to change his expectation where you, you know, plans had to change at the last minute mm-hmm. was a guaranteed full-on meltdown. Mm. And so we learned very quickly um, once we, we were able to begin having conversations with him to, you know, lay out for him what the plans were going to be with lots of repetition about what to expect and then to make good on your promises. Right. Follow through. He is a total and remains to this day a total rules lawyer. <laughs> Does he ever you? call you out on? Oh, oh my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> That's not what you said this morning. Dad, two weeks ago, Tuesday, you said. Oh, well, wow. Another manifestation of 
his autism spectrum is his memory is unbelievable, unbelievably good and random. Interesting. So he will call forth facts from when he was three years old randomly with total clarity. And I'm struggling to remember what the heck he's talking about. Then I suddenly get like, you remember that? (laughs) You were two and a half when that happened. Exactly. So that's another interesting twist. So that that makes him a very effective rules lawyer. Um, It also means that that Chore Monster was the best damn thing ever because it's totally rules-based. And we've been rocking rocking that ever since we've heard of it from you guys. Oh, that's so awesome. Right, so you direct all of that that uh, tendency into a direction that works for your family. Yep. Right. But yeah, it's essentially what we've done is we've we've set up the this the tool Chore Monster, which he likes interacting with the iPad. He uses the iPad a lot, and so we put the app on the iPad, and then we set up a whole series of chores that are very simple things, but things that are. Um, kind of above and beyond the baseline expected rules of you're going to get up and be clean every day. You're going to be nice with your hands every day. Mm-hmm. Nice and safe with mm-hmm. your hands. You're kind going to be you're going to be kind with your voice every day. These are basic human expectations right. um, that we've worked for a long time to instill in him and occasionally the frustrations of life get you know, get overcome those basics for him. Um, for all of us, really. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so we started, and this allowed us to to leverage his willingness. I want to earn points. Mm-hmm. He kind of manages his own bank account of points, right? So he earns points by doing additional things. It could just be, I want you to read for 15 minutes. It could be, um, we started him in a martial art. He's doing brilliantly. Um at a martial art. We started him in a purely defensive martial art called Aikido. Hmm. Cool. Um, and he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Hmm. And so he goes every week and he earns points for going there and, and interacting and, and, you know, kind of building some of those social skills that he struggles so much with. So it's, it's been a real... Um, do, you, do you do like a support group or anything like that or... We're looking at for us. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I've actually been looking at that because they they absolutely exist. We're we're to the point where that's that kind of support and advice for us is going mm-hmm. to become more important as he approaches adulthood and sure. what what form we don't know his adulthood is going to take. Right. Um, so we have the um, the center founded by Dr. Melnit in town, the Southwest Autism. Research, research, research and, and resource, resource center, center. Sark. Sark. <laughs> uh, so I am in touch with them, and we're going to go see the, the programs they have, both for his age group and for uh, parental support. Well, so. if, if people are listening and then they want more information, I'll put links to Sark and uh, a number of the other things that you were discussing in, in our show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is- I will say that, that if you have a child on the spectrum – um, you know, you're going to go through those moments when they're first diagnosed of, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. You're going to have that moment. Right. Um, but the really places like Autism Speaks, mm-hmm. um, there's Ian, the, the uh, interactive autism network 
um, and Sark are, are phenomenal resources both to connect you to other people and to just give you, here's a toolkit. Because the biggest thing, the biggest challenge that you face is what do I do as a parent mm-hmm. to help my child right. that I can do? How I'm do not you a reach speech them, therapist. Right? I can't do right. the speech therapy pieces, but I could pick up some of the cues from the speech therapist and practice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's those sorts of things. How do you do your best um, to try and empower your children? Yeah. It's a massive learning experience and challenge. So interesting. Well, I know, so that, I know that's, that's Nathaniel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Alexa was the other, Alexa was the other end. Alexa had a, a very uh, crazy arrival. Um, arrival and thus far has been normally developing. Um, but, and is now the bane of Nathaniel's existence. Oh yes. They are. Siblings. Really? Yeah, they're siblings. <laughs> I was going to say they're siblings. It's it part of say, it, right? Oh, yes. You know, when you have close <laughs> siblings, sometimes you're the best friend's worst enemies. So far, we just got the enemy part. Yeah. She is learning to tap dance on his buttons. And, yeah, <laughs> she just, trolls him. She, oh, God, she, she trolls, she him, trolls so hard. him so hard. It's not even funny. Oh. <laughs> well, it's it's probably, it's good for him, though, because. Oh, no. He's learning to, to deal with a yeah. constant stream of challenge. Yeah. Constant stream of frustration. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, uh, my, we do some ups and downs and. One of the the things that I've been, uh, I'll talk about my down in a second, but um, I think I said we got a new puppy on the last episode, and it's been really interesting to see Mateo's interaction with the new puppy. Mm-hmm. And so Mateo is the only child, and I, and he's the only child of five grandparents. Okay, the, he's the baby, and I'm just so worried that he's going to be spoiled and not. So I'm very conscious of this. And somebody said, you got a puppy and you have a toddler? Are you nuts? And it's, I did it on purpose because I felt like Mateo needed a little bit of the attention drawn away from him. I was going to say, that's a a good idea. So you can show him, you know, we have to share. And we have to be responsible. And so he's learning things. But there's been a few mornings where he wakes up and he just stands there with his lip out and he goes, Mateo, sad. And you're like, <laughs> buddy, what's wrong? And, and I think it's because of Sansa. But he's slowly warming up to him. And I'm really enjoying watching the bonds that are happening between this little puppy and Mateo. And uh, I'm I'm hopeful. The problem is the puppy is a puppy. So the puppy's jumping. Yes. And he goes, Santa down. Santa. The puppy's name is <laughs> Sansa. And he calls her Santa. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> so, I mean, the dog can be a wonderful tool for teaching your child. We also have a dog, Oz, mm-hmm. we, a we golden got, doodle. We got Oz when Nathaniel was um, six. And we specifically got him around that age because we wanted Nathaniel. I mean, if normally developing, I would have gone with around four, mm-hmm. you know, a couple years earlier. But with Nathaniel, we waited until he was six and we wanted to get him to at the point where he could recognize that, that something, another creature in this world needs him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And needs his compassion and needs and will love him unconditionally. Right. And so. Um, I was very careful to say, you know, have you fed your dog? Right. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm hoping Mateo kind of finds ownership and she's following him around already and he'll go, that's a, come on. And she, she <laughs> so was, cute. she was, awesome. cr- she was crate trained 
Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Mateo thinks the crate is his. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fort, Mom. It's not have, a crate. Oh my God. You have to share the crate. Come on. I have to post this picture on the on the show notes. It's it, I wouldn't normally post it because it looks like I put my kid in a cage. <laughs> but he's sitting he's sitting in the crate. Bedtime, Mateo. I know, right? All CPS now. <laughs> he's, he's sitting in the crate and he has his um his uh he was eating dinner and he was finishing up and he has his tray in his lap and he's eating in the cage and the dogs are both going I want some of that, but he he locked himself in the crate so he could finish his dinner. Dude, I, you know what? Knowing myself, I can totally see myself being a kid and wanting to hang oh, out in the yeah. little crate. Totally. Oh yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Are you kidding? It's like it's like a mini tree house, right? Exactly. You know, you go in there. It's my own little. It's my own little space. Yeah. So we had Oz was uh, was crate trained for years, and we had him, and we ended up. Um, you know, we we ended up taking the crate down, crate down, and now he has a room that is Oz's room, and it's it's our office. It's the office that we work out of during the day, and he's done okay with that transition um, because he still has a space that's his. Mm-hmm. Um, we still we tell him to kennel up, and he goes to the office, and he goes to the office. So he goes he goes to the room, Aww. and uh, he's you know. But again, we got a dog that is. Um, we scored. Yeah. What kind of dog is he? He's a golden doodle. He oh. is um, so half poodle, half golden retriever. But standard okay. poodle, so he's but seventy-eight he's, he's pounds. He's a standard poodle. He's he's yeah, he's seventy-five pounds or so, and his head sits at your hip. Right. Um. But he's uh. You know, he's incredibly friendly. He got all the friendliness of oh, the golden retriever. Yeah, all um, the tolerance. And all the tolerance, yes. Alexa used him to learn to walk. In some cases, she Aww. would grab his tail and he would get up to walk away from her and she'd like toddle behind him and <laughs> she's grabbing on his tail and pulling she'd grab his ears and yank his ears and i'm like oh you see the dog just the most miserable expression on his face okay. all right you can pull my ears this is my lot okay. <laughs> i accept it <laughs> yeah i think dogs are good for kids very um, much yeah. so uh, uh, I, cat, I looked at my husband and i said all children deserve a dog and we're getting a dog yeah and I didn't face that much resistance. No, I grew up with dogs. Yeah. Love dogs. We have a, a red Doberman. So I will, mm-hmm. I think, after my experience um, with Dobermans, I think I will always have Dobermans. I hate, I hate the perception, like the media perception of Dobermans. They are the sweetest dogs ever. And I just, I love them. They're just wonderful. Any dog can be turned vicious yeah. with mistreatment. Exactly. Well, and the funny, Any dog can be made lovable by love. The interesting thing um, are the Doberman we had before Sansa, her name was Lexi. We thought, oh, this is just Lexi's personality. Well, Sansa is exactly like Lexi. So that tells me it's a personality of the breed. The temperament. The temperament. It's it's amazing. Um, these There's dogs- definitely tendencies. I, I do I do have a through experience uh, cultivated a certain uh, caution around uh, pit bulls and that and that variety because mm-hmm. um, they they do they can absolutely be loving caring animals but the, my experiences have been more on the other side of mm, be wary. Well, I think they sense. I know with Lexi, she would. 
It took a little while to warm up, but she would never bite anyone or anything like that. But if if you showed fear, if you showed hesitation, then she's like, well, what do you have to be afraid of? I got to look out for you. And Mark's brother always was very hesitant around her. And that caused Lexi to be hesitant around him. And it was a weird, like... Feedback loop. Yeah, exactly. Dogs feed off. Just like kids feed off. Whether you realize it or not, if you're putting, if you're mad, the kid and the dog realize it <laughs> and they feed off that stuff. So, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Oh, yes. With my kids, they, they, they just soak up whatever mood is in the house. Yeah. So I have to, we, my, my wife and I have to be very careful about yeah. how we let ourselves I, be. I, I, there's, there's been times where I, I think sometimes I don't even realize it or Mark doesn't even realize it. I'm like, and I'll say, you know, I don't you're in a bad mood and you're going to bring me down. So let's get in a good mood. <laughs> How do we get in a good right. mood? <laughs> Cause I don't want to be in a bad mood and yeah, let's try to change it. Um, yeah. my down is a bunch of internet crap. Um, the internet being the internet, uh, it's a, it's a seedy place in a lot of places. If you don't know where you're going. And unfortunately I have some family members going through some really bad scammy type of stuff, which led us to talk before the show started about, um, kids and social security numbers. And if you're not aware, you can lock down your child's social security number. And in fact, you should be because your kid doesn't need a credit card. And there's a lot of stories out there of kids, you know, getting into, you know, when they turn 18 or, uh, you know, going into college and they apply for a credit card, their credit rating is totally trash because someone, when they were three, stole their social security and created a whole bunch of accounts underneath their their social security name and digging out from under that kind of identity. Theft it's is horrible, right? So there's a number of resources. I put a couple links in the show notes and I just wanted to be more of to put the bug in your ear to be thinking of this, that you really do need to lock down your kid's social security number. And there's, um, I guess transfusion union teamed up with a, a company called all clear ID to create a free tool for parents to check the status of their child's identity. Mm-hmm. So um, it's allclearid.com slash child is, and then Experian is apparently working with uh, identity theft resource center. So there's a number of resources in there and I'll also put the link to where um, it gives you the instructions for locking down your kids uh, social. Um, I'm so glad you put these in here. I, did, I had no idea. Yeah, so right? this is great. Yeah. I'm, I mean, now that you've said it, it makes total sense, but yeah, yeah it's un- unfortunate it's that that's the world we live in. Something we just don't think about, and the internet being the internet, stupid internet. <laughs> stupid internet. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I know. Just you know, I love the internet. I mean, we're on the internet right now. I mean, it, we're here because of that. But there's yeah. just some people out there. So it's really it's stupid people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Misusing the internet. It's mean people. I hate mean people. Uh, all right, let's think of something positive. Eric, give me an up. Okay, uh, my up this week is twofold. Yay! Both uh, well this weekend, as we all know, Father's Day happened. Yay! So shout out to my fellow dads out there. I hope it was a great weekend. Aww, I hope you got many ugly ties and socks. <laughs> did you? What did you get? I got nothing. Oh. No, I uh, no. Um, I'm getting a combined birthday. Father's Day gift of a trip in July with my wife. Oh, that's, that's right. It was your birthday, too. Yes, that Yay. was my other part of the up. On Monday, I turned 33. Woo! Woo. Wait, Congrats. your up isn't playing Destiny with me? On oh, well, and that was part of Actually, that was on Monday, I think. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, because, uh, well, 
I had nothing else to do that day because my down this week is uh, my wife had to leave on my birthday oh. uh, for work. She's out of town all week for work, um, and I'm uh, I'm here with the kids. And and normally, you know, it's not a, a huge deal because I'm a stay at home full time parent, so I'm used to being with the kids all the time. But normally, Christine will come home at the end of the day and. I'll have, you know, another adult to be with and yeah. she'll help with the kids, of course. And so with having, you know, five, six days of just me directly with the kids with no break, it starts to wear down yeah. on you. Need some some adult interaction. Well, we'll have yes. to play some more games on PS4. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know where I sent us to in the game. I got so lost. <laughs> And it's just like, all right, I'm going to jump off the cliff. And for, it was fun. For those not aware of what we're talking about, there's a game coming out, I think, in October called Destiny. And uh, it's a first-person shooter. And they, they released an alpha version of it uh, for PlayStation Plus members. And right. it was – it's so awesome. I oh, love it. So well, it's it's, it's so from fun. Bungie, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's right. from Bungie. Yep. The Halo yeah. dudes. Yeah, the Halo mm-hmm. dudes. Uh, Mike Schramm said it's, it's like World of Halo Craft. <laughs> Yeah. But, in a, but in a good way, he said. Yeah, in a total good way, and I agree. I'm I'm amazed at how much I'm enjoying it. And there's n- no missions really. There's like little missions, but I'm sucked in every time and having a blast with it. Like I love the mechanics. So sorry, this just turned into uh, the final score. <laughs> the final nerd parent score. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's been. I'm just kind of. I'm starting to. My patience is starting to wear thin, and I'm trying really hard to mm. keep on top of myself without. Just because I'm stuck with the kids all day. Yeah. I'm soaking up every bit of alone time I can. Like when the kids, the kids are both asleep right now. I'm letting my kids sleep in just because like, you know what? It's whatever. I need the morning to be my, (laughs) by myself and getting to talk to you fine folks is like a huge sanity help. Oh, good. Um, But uh, yeah, that's my down. But uh, it's been for the most part a fine week. And Todd, did you have a nice Father's Day? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, my up was the Father's Day card I specifically got from Nathaniel Aww. that he wrote um, inside all on his own with, with zero input from anyone else. And because he has you know, such difficulty you know, formulating stories and mm-hmm. relating via writing, this was a, a very big deal to me because it was it's just simple. Dad, do you know... Something nice. I do. I know you. Aww. Now that's adorable, but also, I mean, it was crushingly tear jerking for me because it was such a massive leap for him to do that all on his own. Go, Nathaniel. Uh, That's awesome. So that just made my day. That's uh, that's the best stuff. I'm tearing up here. I'm like, oh. I know, like <laughs> I was outright crying oh. when I got that. This one tearing up. That was thank you so much for my car. Oh. <laughs> um, and that that reinforced to me that you know we, Rebecca and I and Rebecca had to step out for a business call. Unfortunately, okay. Um, okay. We are dealing really dealing with autism light mm. um, because the thing that we are not having to deal with is emotional isolation. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel is a loving, caring, you know, all all emotionally there child, mm-hmm. um, which 
I can't, I cannot imagine, you know, not being, not getting a, a, a an emotional feedback from my child. Yeah, there was um, uh, there was a Kickstarter a while back that I was promoting. I was, I really wanted to see it fun, but it, unfortunately, it didn't. It was called Autism Speaks, mm-hmm. and uh, a dad who has an autistic kid who doesn't show he, the kid. He was talking about how just a simple his son grabbing his hand is a huge deal, mm-hmm. and. And he was doing that whole. Oh no, was it Autism Speaks? Maybe it was. Um, I, I can't remember. That's the website. That wasn't right. Autism Speaks is the the, the community. We, yeah, that's the community. I can't remember what the book was called because I, I think he's still doing. I have to research it mm-hmm. a little bit. But it was he was telling he was telling stories of kids and parents and kind of what we're talking about right now. I have I have uh, my cousin's child is is more severely withdrawn on the spectrum, mm-hmm. and I have now have massive respect for him beyond what I did before because he soldiers on and has to subsist on these, these tiny flickers of interaction with his child. So I remind myself whenever I I feel sorry for myself that I am, you know, facing the challenges of raising a special needs child. I try to stop and remind myself, Mm -hmm. not from the standpoint of think about how much worse it could be, but more, Think of all the awesome we do have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think and that I think carries me. I always try to keep in mind that um, one person's challenges does not negate another's. Mm-hmm. With with how different every kid and parent is, and how different each relationship is, comparing the two, especially emotionally, just doesn't just doesn't uh, work. It doesn't. Yeah. You know you. It's it's each one is kind of individual, individual and unique. You have and, to walk a mile in their shoes mm-hmm. to truly well, get it. And I think also it's important that we feel okay, like complaining sometimes. Like, right. like I don't think anyone because I've gotten emails. Well, you should be thankful. This I'm like, but. I still feel this other way and yeah. it, it doesn't negate my love and an appreciation for my child. I'm still in the zone of, Oh, and I know it, I know it can be, I'm, I'm not stupid. I mean, right. <laughs> so it's like it's allowing, the, allowing human allowing, nature there because yeah. there's, I mean, one of my favorite little sayings on the little sign is the thing that screws you up in life. The most is the picture in your head of how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And that's what we, we, it's normal and, and, and totally human to, to feel the things that are lacking and not mm-hmm. always observe the things that are great. Right. right. And and I can understand why it can be frustrating for some people to be, say, struggling in a in a different way or in an objectively more difficult way and see someone who's having what would look like an easier time complain about something that seems smaller. Yeah. And how that can be like, oh, well, why are you so upset? I have to uh-huh. deal with this. No, I get that. I understand why they feel that way. In that moment, but I think we should I, have respect for one another to let them feel that way. Yeah, yes. sure, yeah. I get that. No, go ahead and be upset, but I'm, but, uh, but I think it's important to keep in mind that you know it's okay to have your to to accept that sometimes you do have your own frustrations, regardless of what is going on outside mm-hmm. of your life. They are real frustrations, and it's okay to be upset about them. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes personality, like I know someone who no matter at what point in their life, they are the type of person that has to have a level 10 problem. 
Oh, and yeah. they will, and if they don't have a level ten problem, they will make something that's like to us maybe a level two. They will yeah. turn it into a level ten. But that's my their, old boss. That was is that their person. personality. That's how they function, and that's what they do. And I've never understood that, but I've I encountered know. it many times. Yeah, where right. A person has to be living living a crisis at all moments, it's, or yeah. they're not. Life's not right. Right. Ooh, sounds exhausting. It does, doesn't yeah, it? My God, how could you do that? Why would you want that? Yeah, but I guess right. everyone's different. Yeah. Um, Todd, did you have a down for us? I know we talked a yeah, little bit. Um, well, we have, uh, through much yelling and kvetching and, and working the system, got Nathaniel Summer School, which even for a child diagnosed with autism is surprisingly challenging in the public school system. Interesting. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole show. Um, <laughs> but, we'll have you back. So the, <laughs> yeah. The... Um, Schools that that dictated which of the schools in our district we had to send them to for this first for the top half of this of the summer, because um, that was the only location they were actually offering the summer school in amidst their summer daycare programs. Unfortunately, the another child that attends that summer program is his seasonal bully. Mm. Um, he is another child who is also special needs. Um, who for some reason has latched onto Nathaniel because Nathaniel's an easy mark and he's very easy to get a rise out of him. Um, so this boy <laughs> delights in doing that constantly and getting him in trouble. And so we're forced to keep taking Nathaniel here for the first month of the summer because that's where he's getting his additional schooling. Right. Um, we've already made arrangements for as soon as that's done to take him to a different school to get him away. But he had you know, just a major interaction with him yesterday where the kid amped him up to the point where, you know, he threw his Nintendo DS at the, this other kid because oh, no. he was being tormented by him. Oh. So you, you feel extremely powerless in these situations. Um, oh, man. Other than you know, we're, we're working the system of yeah. you know, working within the system of the, of the school district to say, let's document this. You have a bully on your hands, and man, they do not like to hear the B word. No, they don't. Considering... Um, which is why I use it at every opportunity I have because yeah. that's what this kid is. Um, Did they have care. they have you been able to work with the school? Like, have they given you anything that sounds productive? Like, hey, this is going to be dealt with. Um, mostly just words, um, uh, which is why we're making sure we're pursuing the, um, the document, everything, right. right. Document it yourself, make sure it's documentation exists in their bureaucracy. So if it ever comes to a head where there's ever some kind of event, uh, between the children, you know, involving violence or something destructive, mm-hmm. you could point to the, we warned you yeah, and you did nothing. Yeah. You can at least have that stem. So which of these kids is going to get expelled? Not mm. mine. Um, nice. And so there – add that in the, the – lots of turnover in the staff makes it difficult to have yeah. a, th- a through line of wow. someone who understands what has gone All before. Right. Generally, our, generally, our tactic has simply been we just keep them apart. They don't go to the same school. This is only a summer program gotcha. issue. Yeah. Um, so we've learned where he goes, and we go to other places. It was just this time we were forced to send him there to get his additional education. Yeah. So it's just it's that place of I I'm not going to take him out of that school because he needs you know every bit of extra help he can get with his reading comprehension and language skills, which is what he's getting. Mm-hmm. 
but I also cannot wait to get him over to the other school. We can just enjoy the rest of the summer. Uh, about a month, I'll have to. End it was yeah, basically two more weeks, and and oh, end of this month is when he finishes summer school or extended school year, as they refer to it here. And then we'll switch. Are, are you doing back. the countdown, the chain countdown for him? I was going to say <laughs> we may have to get there. Yeah, we're trying to trying to instill in him because because I have to imagine he doesn't want to go to school. On and off. I mean, yeah. he. He and this other child do have a strange love-hate thing going on between them. Um, and Nathaniel, bless his heart, just wants to make peace with this boy. Yeah. And just well, wants to ask him to be nice with your hands, be kind with your voice, to try and take the rules structure we have here at home mm-hmm. and just get this kid to play along. And he's not interested. He's more interested in watching Nathaniel dance on his strings. Right. Um, which Nathaniel is completely oblivious to. Right. You know, that, that subtlety of an, of, of an interaction with another human being is lost on him at this stage. So on one hand, it's, it's heartening to say that yeah. he just sees the best in this kid and just doesn't understand why he just doesn't want to play nice. Right. On the other hand, someone is tormenting my child and must die. I know, right? That's yeah. a, a, kind of like... <laughs> what, Hulk do, smash. Do, do you watch? Yes. Oh God! It goes straight to your brainstem and just does a do tap watch, dance. Uh, do either of you watch Suburgatory, the TV show? No. I don't know. Okay, so they canceled the season, but I've really enjoyed the show. Um, the uh, the guy from um, Serenity, red hair. Um, I don't want to give a spoiler away. <laughs> Is he the guy who where something happens in the movie? Yes. Okay. Thank okay. you. I know um, who you're talking the about. pilot. Alan Thank Tudor. you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he's in it, and he plays best friends um, with. Um, I'm going to mess up all the names, but anyway, let's focus on him. He has a little boy, and he has anger management issues. So he went through this anger management pro- uh, system, and he came back like not himself. He's like, oh, everything's great, and and his friends like trying to bring him back and like doing everything. Like he hates onions, so he gives him onions. So there's a very, the very last scene is his little kid is, uh, is playing in the toy box and another kid comes up to him and pushes him down and he snaps. He's like, nobody be messing with my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the, that is, was the thing that pushed him over. Exactly. Totally get it. <laughs> it was the funniest thing how he just kind of snapped and uh, went after this little kid. And I'm like, that's kind of how I have it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, if like, anything oh. could push us over the edge it would be something out you know our kids being messed with right yeah, right just, oh God. God. <laughs> i'm actually gonna look up this show it's it's a funny show um uh, there was another there was another i think it was a movie um oh yeah it was a movie and it had um melissa mccarthy and her kid was the bully and uh oh it was this is this is 40 do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really funny movie, that too. That is a funny show. Because there's a, there's a scene where there's bullying happening, and the parents get involved and threaten the kids. That's right. Oh, and they're... they're ba- oh, I remember this scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, th- this is 40. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, too. I highly recommend that movie. That movie is funny. All right, well, let's move over. Got to keep this show going. We got an extra long one, this one. Um, I got a couple of toddler translations, if you guys are up for it. Yes. Hit me. All right. This one's from Felicia. She says, hi, Nicole. A couple months ago, I sent you clips of my nephew Isaiah because my son wasn't quite talking yet. Well, now his vocabulary is starting to build up and I was able to capture a few words. He says the first word about 50 times a day. Here's my two-year-old son, Silas. 
So this is Felicia and Silas. So uh, here we go. Um, can you, if you guess the first word, if uh, it'll play. Oh, why is it not playing? I didn't do it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Nothing's playing. Why is it not playing? Let's see. Uh, that's just terrible. I I do ha- I did plan on this and it's just not working. Maybe it's a uh... technology. Oh, you know technology what it is? Technology scares me. It is. I found ah. it. I found it. I found it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sounds like someone's being electrocuted. Yeah. Got it? No, go again. It's a color. Ooh. I miss. I can't. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know your colors. Blue. Yay! It's blue. <laughs> <laughs> blue. Blue. My my version of blue doesn't have that many syllables. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, then. Apparently. Blue. All right. Here's another one. Blue. <laughs> Is that acting <laughs> or daddy? <laughs> no, but wouldn't that be funny? If, like John Lovick style acting. <laughs> acting. It's acting. <laughs> Mommy, I'm acting. Here you go. <laughs> acting. It does sound like acting. Um, uh, he's saying airplane. Oh, airplane. Ah. Here, you can hear it again. <laughs> acting. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> so, so that's the one I think he says a lot. <laughs> Airplane. <laughs> yep. And then I'm going to take a chance on this one. Um, it's an animal that swims in swims in water. Duck. 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 <laughs> but I think I understand why you were hesitant. <laughs> yeah, I didn't listen to him. Uh, so thank you so much, Felicia, for sending those in. If you have some cute little toddler translations that you would like to send in and uh, play our little game, you can send them directly to me at nerdparents at gmail.com. Uh, especially if you have an iPhone, uh, I just use the little recorder and then I edit the clip and I email it to myself. So Yeah, that little voice memo app. Yeah, the little voice memo app. It works great. Um, all right, so we have uh, a few things for family game night. Eric, would you like to talk about anything you guys are yes. playing oh, right okay. now? Uh, yeah, thanks for, first off, I'd like to say thank you, Nicole, because you have made this week, a lot, uh, you know, you've helped it quite a bit, Yay! actually. Like I said, I'm alone this week, but uh, to try and keep my sanity, I've been doing everything I can to keep the kids busy, and this uh, Kiwi crate I have received uh, by the kindness of Nicole has, has helped with that. If you don't know, Kiwi crate is one of those monthly boxes they that gets sent to you, and it's uh, based around crafty things to do with your kids yeah. and samantha told um, us about it um early early on she was using it with will and i thought oh my gosh it's such a great I- idea it's super fun there's is the, the level of skill required is usually around a six seven year old needs to be uh, mm-hmm. can do it on their own but younger than that you can help and there's things that they can do you don't have to do the whole thing for them um there's usually a theme, like there was a like there's a travel the world theme, or this this month's theme was uh, camping. Oh, so fun. yesterday we did one one part. There was two things to build in the kiwi crate that we got this time, and um, this uh, one of the things was a little pretend campfire, which Aww. was fun to build. So there's like this little cardboard circle, and 
and stones and clay. Does she have a, a tent? Yeah. Uh, she, she made one. She made one out of blankets. Oh, fun. But uh, no, she doesn't. Uh, but she made a little blanket fort. Oh, my with, gosh. Uh, like in the front room. Get her a little cheap tent. And that was one thing as a kid. I would put my tent up and I, I would beg, beg my mom and dad to let me sleep outside. In, oh, in she my would tent. love that. It would, yeah. So, and then of course, you know, in the middle of the night, I get up and I come back in the house because it's too cold. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember just as a kid loving my tent. You know, I bet she wants to go camping, but my wife's kind of frightened of camping for reasons, just reasons. Uh, whole nother Friday, thing. Friday thirteenth, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's she's got her reasons, and that's okay. I understand. Um, but you know, I could take Colette to the backyard and go camping. Yeah, That'd be totally fun. Totally make some s'mores. You know, have so, a great time. But yeah, uh, it's not technically a game, but it's sort of a th- it's a thing that my daughter and I did together, yeah. and it was fun, and it was kind of involved in play, and it's great. Kiwi Crate is great. Thanks again. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I re- it sure is appreciated. Well, then, and then I found that other. That other service, which I'm curious if you're going to try it. Yeah, I bookmarked it and I haven't gotten back to, but I I, I think I'm going to try it out. It's called Little Passports. Right. And Mateo's too young for it, but they have two editions. They have World Edition and USA Edition. And you, your kids get this little like suitcase and they have an explorer kit where you explore with passports and maps and stickers and games and all kinds of cool stuff. And they're learning about geography. Right. Um, so it's it, it's another one of those little subscription things. So if you have a little world traveler on your hands, this little passports, it's littlepassports.com. Um, and you get if you you get like ten dollars off your subscription. It's actually pretty affordable. I think it's like ten dollars a month or something like that. And it's not bad. I mean. I I know as a kid, whenever I got mail addressed to me, it was the coolest thing. And it's that's still, what, it still is for me. <laughs> and that's why I was like, I wanted to make sure Colette's name was on that kiwi crate because I wanted. Oh, I know. Oh, I did. I send you the picture. No, you didn't. Oh, we took a picture of Colette oh, holding the little thing, and I'm, I'm a dummy who forgot to send it to you. Oh, but that's yeah. okay. But um, she's she was so excited. She bounced up and down. She says, Dad, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, that's so cool. How about you, Todd? Do you have any recommendations about what you guys are doing for family? Surprisingly and, and perhaps um, uh, mistakenly for Arizonans, uh, we've been doing some gardening. What? You're going outside? Uh, 2,000 degrees? <laughs> outside, yes. We were learning um, which types of vegetables uh, – Withstand the heat, and which ones turn oh, to crispy barbecue? Interesting. Um, tomato plants, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Strawberries. Uh, melons, no. on the other hand, watermelons and cantaloupes, oh, yeah. gangbusters. A lot of people don't realize it, but um, Fe- the Phoenix area is full of farms. Oh God, yes. We there's so many farms around us. Um, In the Valley of the Sun, outside of the sprawl, is all farmland, yeah. and this all used to be farmland. Yeah. And uh, you were wondering how you're getting certain fruits and vegetables during the winter. It's because of us. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, the um, so we did some. There's some flower gardening in the backyard. Cool. We have some of it, you know, under shade, and yeah. some of it out in the area. But also, it gives it 
goes hand in hand with the chore monster thing because one of the chores is to go out and water the plants and becomes part of the routine. Um, we've also, hand in hand with it, just kind of dusted off the backyard in general, got the pool suitable for human habitation. Cool. And um, so it's very much getting an activity in short bursts in the Arizona mm-hmm. sun. Um, early, early you, morning and late in the afternoon usually. Or, or during the day if you're in the pool. Yeah, right, um, right. But only with lots and lots of sunscreen. Yeah. Um, so out, outdoor activity as much as is reasonable for the ludicrously hot area we live in. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, the kids are really, uh, Nathaniel in particular, is really uh, enjoying growing you know, actual, he loves watermelon and now he's actually, you know, growing his own. I would love for Mateo to eat watermelon. That's pretty much all I ate in my entire pregnancy. I would have thought Mateo would love it because I ate it the entire time. <laughs> That's all I could eat for a while. You took care of his entire lifetime allotment yeah, before he was born. I guess so, huh? <laughs> uh, well, we've been spending a lot of time inside and when we do venture outside, it's um, Phoenix area has a lot of indoor playgrounds for kids. So we've been going to this place. Um, It has like a little coffee for the parents. It has a little coffee place and a deli. And then it's all like climbing toys. And it's all, it's really clean. And I'm like, Oh, I love this place. And we, Mateo went to his first birthday party. (gasps) Really? Over the weekend. And it was to this place called Peter Piper pizza. And we've never, we've never been, but it's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. It's kind, Chuck E. Cheese. You call yourself an Arizonan and you've not been to Peter Piper Pizza. I'm, I have been there now. I <laughs> <laughs> um, Local, local uh, historical chain. Exactly. Well, and it was interesting because the toys were not... I don't know. They're they're more video arcade yeah, is more it, their thing. Exactly. The, 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 the ticket system, skee ball and, and ball yeah, drop yeah. games. So Mateo didn't really get that, but it was still cute that he was interacting with different things. He latched on to the claw grabber. They had this claw grabber machine for these balls and yep. that's all he wanted to do was get these stupid balls. <laughs> and it was really easy to get the balls. It was an easy machine. But um he didn't really do much other than that. We played a little ski ball together. <laughs> and it was so funny because I'm, I'm going, buddy, roll. And he's just throwing it overhand <laughs> at the, that <laughs> thing. And he finally got fed up and he got up on the ski ball and he walked up to it and he just dropped it in the hole. <laughs> I'm like, oh, buddy, I don't think that's how it's supposed to go. But yeah. I win. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. If they, they give you ruled paper, write the other way. <laughs> yeah. And they had a little carousel and I sat him on it and he, and we made it go. And in not even like two seconds. All done. All done. All done. <laughs> I'm done. He doesn't like those those types of rides. Mother, so. this is a 19th century attraction. What are you doing to yeah, me? Yeah, right. So maybe we'll go to Chuck E. Cheese. I have more like fun memories of Chuck E. Cheese than... I mean, this place just seemed like a knockoff Chuck E. Cheese to me. Not well, as many, a, not as many I, games and fun stuff. I didn't go to a Chuck E. Cheese until I took my daughter to to one uh-huh. as yeah, an adult. Here. So my memories are all of are that of nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have memories of Showbiz Pizza, but Showbiz Pizza was bought out by Chuck E. Cheese, and oh and, right, yeah, so, same basic formula though. It is, it is totally. Watch for and if they come over to your side of the valley, a chain called Main Event. Mm. And they are 
the Peter Piper pizza on steroids. Oh, wow. So it's a huge arcade. It has the uh, suspended from the ceiling climbing course. Oh, it wow. It has two restaurants in it and a bowling alley. Main event, huh? Main event. They Ooh. put one over right near us, and Nathaniel loves the yeah. place. And I don't blame him because I love it too because there's tons of stuff for – Stuff from you know kids around you know nine nine or eight or ever, nine or, or older. Do you find d- does Nathaniel ever get overwhelmed? Because with Mateo, he sometimes gets overwhelmed, and I have to pull. I like when we were there, I had to pull him away for a bit and calm him down just a little. Overstimulated. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. He used to very much so um, as he's been getting older, less and less. Yeah. Yes, he actually seems to crave the stimulation now. So it's been an interesting reversal. Hmm. Yeah, so we we've been staying inside and and uh, playing some new little app games. Um, I don't. Are either of you familiar with the Doctor Panda series? Apps? No, I, I am not. They're Do su- tell. They're super cute. It's a, they have a variety of ones. Um, the original is like a counting game and match game, and it's just this little panda, <laughs> Doctor Panda, Doctor Panda, and it's really easy to switch the languages on that particular app. So a lot of times I would come in and Mateo's playing it, and it, it's in. Japanese <laughs> <laughs> and he's counting in Japanese I'm like okay but or it's in it's Dutch me, son. No, no. <laughs> that's exactly it was so, so awesome um, well they they just released I think a little while ago Dr. Panda 2 and this one is it's it's all food based and you're cooking so you're you're on like a dock you're on a river or whatever and the two Customers pull up in a boat and they get off and they tell you, oh, I want pasta. I want pizza. Look at how cute this looks. It's so cute. And you build, you like put together the order and you cut everything up. So he's going through and making dishes and making cantaloupe pasta. (laughs) I'm totally going to get this because Colette had a lot of fun with Cooking Mama before. It's and she really would totally cute. get into yeah. this. And she probably would. I mean, Mateo just understands it like very simply. Um, but it's a game that is definitely for an older kid. And, and as he grows, he'll start mixing ingredients and doing different things with that and understand. And then you feed the, the customers and mm-hmm. get stars and stuff. So it's it cute. looks cute and fun. It's totally cute. Yeah. How much totally. is it? It was like $1.99 or something like that. I think what I picked totally it up. Totally worth it. Um, and then uh, there's a Finding Nemo electronic book in the App Store that Mateo's slowly getting introduced to Nemo. We've been reading a few stories in one of our books, and I thought, oh, this might be kind of fun for him to experience because he's never he's never really watched Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. He's, he's had no interest in it. So I thought, well, let's try doing an interactive book together. And now he loves Nemo. And Nemo Nemo's dad, Marlon, is not Marlon. It's Daddy. <laughs> I'm like, I go, this is Marlon. No, Daddy. I'm like, okay, it's Daddy. <laughs> so it's it's a really, uh, it's it, I think it has like four stars. It's a really nice ebook. Is this the the storybook deluxe? Yeah, it's the Finding, okay. Finding Nemo um, storybook deluxe. Anyth- and then I also got another one called My Name is Doug. It's from the movie Up. Uh, right, the dog, Doug, D-U-G, yeah, right? D- oh, D- that Doug. Yes, my name is Doug. <laughs> and it's, it's I have only just met you, but I love you. Exactly. It's so adorable, Squirrel. this one, too. <laughs> so we're doing a lot of um, electronic books lately, and he's really having a good time. And he always picks the option, because it's really nice, because cho- you can choose whether or not 
to have the app read the book to you, or you can read it yourself. And so you kind of go through and you can press on the word and it'll say this, the word and you interact with the page. So I, I like these, these, these types of books. So they're fun. And too, these are great. Yeah. Yeah. I really love the art in the, my name is Doug book. It's really cute. Really cute. Highly recommend. The, there was a couple that you uh, recommended w- a while back on another po- – on uh, maybe this show. I can't remember. But the the monster at the end of this book that you had Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you recommended those and Colette really had fun with those. She still those. occasionally will play with them. Oh, yeah. that Those are great because it teaches kids about fear. Yeah, and yeah. And it, it really – because afraid of – I remember that book as a kid. And uh, there's there's actually two of them. There's monster at the end of this book – and that's just with Grover. And then there's Monster at the end of this book, too, with Elmo and Grover. Right. And Elmo's the one going, come on, let's go. And Grover's like, no, no, no. Don't. There's, there's a, a monster. monster. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really good to kind of help them understand what fear is and coming overcoming their fear and things like that. So, all right. I think we're going to skip solicited advice today because we went extra long, but it was totally worth it. Todd, thank you so much. And and please thank Rebecca for coming on the show as well. Absolutely. It was fantastic. Yeah. um, If if you are listening and you have questions, um, we're going to get Todd and Rebecca back on. Um, So if you do have questions for them specifically, you can send them to nerdparents at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, our website at nerdparents.com with all the show notes and all everything. I've actually gotten a few questions on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash nerdparents and uh, on our Twitter feed. Um, someone was asking me about the, um, the bag, <laughs> the, uh, the cooler bag that I used when I was um, pumping on the oh. road and I was saving my milk and they're like, what was that bag that you, that stays cold for 24 hours? And, uh, I, I sent them the link to it and I, I put a, we have an Amazon store and I put it in there as well. So, um, and I'm trying to find the response that I was going to tell you. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. If anybody is familiar with, I remember that, that was a challenge for Christine yeah. too. She had to, well, when, when, when she was, uh, uh, traveling, she only traveled had to travel once while she was breastfeeding, mm-hmm. and during that time we didn't we didn't think of we didn't really have a solution to save them all to come back. It was she just had to pump and dump, and I was yeah, just I using. Hate, oh, I did not do. I I was like, I am that's gold. There's no, <laughs> no way it's, we it, we didn't want to. Yeah. We just had to. Yeah. And, but thankfully, I had some backup, and she had she had made enough stock for me so, <laughs> to do it. So if you're listening to this and wondering what that cooler it's it's called Polar Bear Coolers and it was it's a the one I have is a 12 pack soft cooler so it's flexible so not only does it keep things cold um, it says keeps it will keep ice for 24 hours in 100 degree weather That's crazy yeah, so. that's awesome. It's important in Arizona. Yes, exactly. So, because I was, what I basically did was, I every hotel gives you an if you ask for a refrigerator, they will give you a refrigerator, um, especially if you tell them what's for. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I would just fill that up, and then when I'm ready, I would take my little Ziploc bags, put some ice in it, pack it all in, put it in my luggage, check the luggage, cross my fingers, and then that's. That's how I saved every last drop. (laughs) 
So um, so be sure to check out uh, the Facebook page and like us on Facebook. Or if you're on Twitter, you can follow us on uh, Twitter as well, Nerd Parents. I pretty much corner the market in all the Nerd Parents stuff. So you can <laughs> find us find us everywhere. Um, thank you, Todd, for letting us stream live on alphageekradio.com. Is there anything uh, anything you want to mention about the websites or what you do or where they can I, find you? I mean, alphageekradio.com is the best place to find me. Uh, just go through there, click on the Shows tab at the top of the page and check out the increasing variety of yeah. nerd-friendly shows we've got on there, uh, most of which, the vast majority of which, are now broadcasting live. Um, so if you like that live show interaction, uh, check the schedule tab and see when your favorite broadcasters are going to be on. And we've got some special, we're kind of in convention season here. We just finished up Phoenix Comic Con oh, that's right, that's uh, right. last week. And then we're heading forward into Nerdtacular. Nerdtacular. <laughs> Which followed, you're going to be there too, right? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> So. Somebody's got to live stream that puppy. Exactly. Right. Especially when we keep, job. keep adding. It, it got a lot bigger this year. It did. Um, a lot more content coming out of that one. So we're going to try and bring it all to you for those of you who are not able to attend this year. Greatly encourage you to attend if you can. It yeah. is a fantastic gathering of the tribes. But if not, you know, nerdtacular.com will get you all your information. We'll bring it to you. We would also love to see yeah. your faces. And, and if you're not familiar, um, Kim Price from Doghouse Systems is going to be there. And she's going to be giving away a Doghouse System at the event and then also yeah. on the live stream. So <laughs> you want to you wanna make sure you're finding out about that. So, so as we get closer to the event, um, all that information, I'm sure, is going to be going out on uh, the Nerdtacular show Twitter feed. Um, yep. Or you can download the app that I developed, and it's a uh, tinyurl.com slash nerdtacular. It has this show schedules and bios and all kinds of cool stuff. But also yeah, it's, it's got great. live chat yeah. um, in it, which is going to be, I think, tons of useful yeah. for people on-site and off-site, uh, just for participating and having a great exactly. old time. I'm really looking forward to using the heck out of that yeah. app. Please keep it family-friendly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mom. Yeah, you know. Um, also, thanks to Chore Monster for sponsoring the show. You can head on over to choremonster.com and learn all about their awesome app and free service. It's totally free. You can set it all up and bada bing. Um, and My Extra Life, forum.myextralife. We have a little spot over in the forums uh, Scott set us up. So if you're wanting to interact with some other nerd parents, head on over there. There's a bunch of conversations going on. We're everywhere. So wherever you like to to um, interact with others, you'll find us. Uh, you can uh, find us all on Twitter. You can find me at Nicole Spag. You can find Eric at Eric. I always want to say Mailer, but it's. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, all my my whole life, people have said Mailer, and I just it's, Mahler. It's yeah, it's Mahler, but Eric I don't Mahler care. the it's, baller. That's how Mahler, I'm gonna... <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> I'll be Ricard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh todd which which twitter you want to give out uh we'll do my personal which is uh at gnome wise that's g-n-o-m-e-w-i-s-e gnome wise because that was um from your world of warcraft yeah that's that's right? just the the name i got originally known under and haven't really been bothered to f- change it, <laughs> change it. <laughs> i changed the title so it shows up with my real name as the header but the yeah. actual at name i 
well, I don't you know. know. I, I, I have an emotional attachment yeah, to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good name. Uh, all right. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we'll talk with you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>